heard you say it a couple of times already. Amen. And that is that. Hallelujah. You have come with an expectancy. Amen. I don't know about you, but that's the only way you ought to come to the Lord. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Uh, you can come any way you want, but you ought to come with an expectancy. That's right. Because he's a giving father. Amen. He's a giving Lord. Amen. And, and, and the Bible says that he's looking for ways to give us nothing but the good stuff. Come on. Amen. Come on. He, 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 he's hoping. Y'all don't mind if I just take a little time and just Come on. fellowship with you. Right? Yes, sir. Yes. He's hoping and desiring if we come to him and ask him for something. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right. You know, those of us that have grandkids, I would just show off my grandkids back there. Yeah. Amen. My, my granddaughter, I have a grandson and I love him to death and he's but my granddaughter. Yes, sir. There's just something. And you can tell when, when she was old enough to crawl all by herself, she used to just cling to me. Yeah. I'm going somewhere with this. She just cling to me, right? And I remember the first time uh, we were living in Hawaii, and that was where we lived before we came here. And my daughter-in-law had came over and brought uh, my grandson, right, to spend a, a few days with us. She spent about 10 days and everything. And the whole time she was there, she slept. And I just thought she was tired. We just thought she was tired. Just wore out because, you know, from... From uh, right. Texas, we'll put it like this, from California to Hawaii, it's 1,500 miles. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so we just thought she was tired. Long story short, she gets home. Uh, within that week, she finds out she's pregnant with my granddaughter. Uh -huh. Now, the family, everybody says, uh, I said, oh, man, I said, I want a granddaughter so bad, Lord. Uh -huh. And they said, a girl. So, oh, no, we don't want a girl. It's too much trouble. No, 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 no. And I'm like, what is the matter with y'all? I said, we have a, I said, babe, we got a grandson. We need a granddaughter. So needless to say, all the family was praying for a boy. I was praying for a granddaughter. So after she was born, it was about six months when Natasha was born to when me and my wife was able to actually go there and see them. Then my family lives down in Dallas in Texas. So we're families all gathered around where the living room and all that. I'm holding Ava. Her name is Ava Taylor. Ava Taylor. I'm holding Ava. You know, arms. Family sitting around. You know how that is. Family sitting around talking and everything. And I said, Ava, I said, this your papa talking to you. I said, now you need to remember something. No matter what, you need to remember this. I said, all these heathens around you, they didn't want you. But you got to remember, your papa wanted you. And I swear, it is like that girl really remembers that because she's nine years old now. But whenever we are in the same vicinity of each other, same, she'll look at the rest of the family like, hmm. And she just clings to me, just love on me. And 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 uh, one time, uh, my wife was me and my wife was talking with them on that Facetime, right? Yeah. And uh, just last year, Facetime and all that stuff, and. Uh, my wife was telling me, you know, do this and do that and do this and other things. You, you know how your wives are, right? Husband, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, boy. And uh, my granddaughter chirped on the phone. She said, Nana, does Papa have to do everything? 
And of course, my, my sweetheart said, you know, so more and more, I'm certainly not like that little helper. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's always fun, though. And I'm, I'm, saying that for a re- I'm saying what I'm saying for a reason. That just like I can't wait to love on my grandkids. I can't wait to, to, to just give them. Some people, they don't need it. I, I give them. In Texas at the school, every year they have this little fundraising thing where they, they walk around and run around the track and pray, you know, bigger than this room, I think. You know, and... Uh, for every step or, or how many laps they go to get so much money, and know me, I'm just I'm, I'm popping or somebody. All right, so I wrote down a hundred dollars. I said hundred dollars. You know, I'm, not, I'm thinking I don't know how many steps I did, but hundred dollars. Hundred dollars for my granddaughter. Hundred dollars for my my uh, grandson. And because uh, I just want to give. Hey, I want to know if I got your back. I want to give. I want to That's right. My daughter-in-law called me. She calls me dad. She said, Dad. She said, How much money did you give? I said, I don't know, I think give me like a hundred bucks, that's all. She said, a hundred bucks? She said, most people just get like 25. I said, well, so? She said, what you think we were doing? I said, I don't know, I'm just trying to bless the babies. I just said, the school was overwhelmed. Like, Nobody ever gives like that. <laughs> and my point is this, that our Father in heaven, wants to give to us. The point I'm trying to make, amen, is that the Lord has no limit on what he will give to you. He's not concerned about whether or not you actually need it. Sometimes he just want to bless you. In the the word, we call it favor. But you ain't doing it. God just going to give you favor. You're just going to get it. Why? God, God, you're the child of God. You're just going to get it. Amen. You're going to have favor. In the eyes of the Father. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Amen. I, I just, I'm just so glad to be up here uh, to be with you, Amen. And uh, I'm gonna tell you, I've been praying all week about uh, our gathering because I never want to stand before the people of God, Amen, and be singled. I don't ever want to stand before the people of God and be heard, Amen. Amen. I want you to hear the voice of God, and I want you to see the presence of God, Amen, and whatever is happening. Here, amen. And I'm just going to tell you, amen, that I feel real good about what the Lord has planned for us tonight. Uh, You're going to see what I'm talking about in a minute here. Uh, Because the God we serve, amen, He is not a happenstance God. No. I talked to you first about that when I first met her, amen. And we, we kind of agreed. That uh, the Lord that we serve, amen, the God that we serve, hallelujah, that he is a Mm -hmm. uh, appointment, on point, on time, amen. Uh, I say he's uh, definitive in what he does. He doesn't just haphazardly do things or allow things to happen. There is a reason and a methodology to everything the Father does. And especially, let me say it this way, especially in the family of God. Especially with the people of God, amen. He is intentional. Thank you, Lord. That's what I'm looking for. He is intentional about the things that he does in our lives. And he's especially intentional, amen, about who he allows, amen, to come before his people. Hallelujah. We can't control what the Lord wants, how he does it, amen. But we definitely, amen, can get on board. Road the same way. Amen. And do what God has called us to do. Ask your prayers tonight, amen, for my, my wife, my sweetheart, 
Uh, when I stopped by here on, on last Sunday to fellowship with you, amen, uh, she hadn't made it to service on that Sunday either because she got some things going on in her body. So I actually prayed for my girlfriend, amen, my, my, my lover, hallelujah, Praise God. Uh, my wife, amen, my sweetheart. I, those are the names I always use for her whenever I say that. When I was a young preacher and I used to say that, and then they said, oh man, he's got a girl for you. <laughs> By the time I finished, they ran out of my wife. But I, I was told a long time ago, and, and, and maybe you heard it too, that if you want to keep them, you got to treat them the same way you did to get them. Uh, so if they was your girlfriend, you treat them a certain way. Because you, uh, she got to understand, me and you. So you treat her a certain way, right? And I've learned over the years we've been married, where we'll be celebrating 40 years. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I've learned over the years through hitting my head a few times, bumping my head a few times, all that stuff, that it's best for me to treat her like my girlfriend all the time. So I just ask your prayers for Sister Miller, amen. I bring greetings to you, amen, from the Vine Grove Church down the right up the road right here, amen. And as your pastor said, just a sense of formality, I am ordained through the Church of God, headquarters Cleveland, Tennessee, amen. Been in ministry uh, close to 30 years, amen. Hallelujah. Been pastor, in pastoral ministry uh, for almost 25 years, one in one uh, shade or way or another, Amen. Presently, we're not pastoring this particular facility. We're supporting the pastors there, but that's irrelevant. Uh, I'm Brother Miller. I say that where I go. I said, understand titles and all that stuff. Understood that there's places for that, but I'm Brother Miller. Amen. Amen. And I'm fine with that. Um, I thank your pastor and your first lady, amen, for allowing me to come and stand before you. That's right. And I'm going to tell you right now, in case you're not sure, you're not wondering, this is the God thing the Lord is doing. This is a God thing. Yes. My wife told me, and I'm going to say it to you now before, before I left. She said, babe, she said, you're going to be a bridge. And I said, you know something, babe? I said, I said, it's the same thing the Lord told me downstairs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to get into the word here. I, I don't want to be before you long, but I, I, I just want to share some things that's on my heart. Because I don't know about you, man. I, I'm used to the old time preaching. Amen. There you go. I, I, I've been in places, amen, I, where, 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 you know, I had to be suited down completely, all that. And, you know, there's certain protocols, churches won't do it the way I said, this your house, we do it that way. But at the end of the day, my responsibility is to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My responsibility, amen, is to do thus saith the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. 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 So if you don't mind, I'm just going to obey God tonight. Amen. I'm not exactly sure what God's going to say or exactly sure what he's going to do. Don't mind. I didn't come up here and I have studied. Uh, I put it down on paper, amen. I've been praying about it. And my intent is to do what God told me to do, amen. But I found out in any preaching house to tell you, I, I, I was a young preacher when I had to learn this. I, I would go to the pulpit, amen, and, and I would have my Bible and my word. And, and the first time this happened, I'd been preaching about six months. Uh, and I got it open the door. I was trying to all over Germany, man. God was just opening doors for me, man. Young preacher, praise God. And, and I was at my home church, amen, and, and the pastor had, had scheduled me to preach on that particular Sunday. I got up to the dang old uh, platform, got to the podium just like I am now, and just like we're talking, I was in the this boy say, close your notes. Uh -huh. 
And I said, yes. Oh, no, that ain't God. <laughs> I said it to myself, right? That ain't God. And, and so I'm looking at my nose, and, 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 and I heard the voice again. Close your nose. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to open my mouth. So I started trying to talk. I'm not quite sure what the people heard. But what I heard in my ears, it sounded like somebody in one room. That's what it sounded like. I know it sounded strange because my pastor was sitting on the pew right there. And he was looking at me like, something's wrong. So I'm standing at the pulpit and I'm seeing the look on my pastor's face and I'm hearing what I'm hearing in my ears. And the last thing I said, I said, Lord, this better be you. And I closed my notes and I stepped to the side of the pulpit just like this. And when I stepped to the side of the pulpit, my notes, he came out. And what the Lord told me for six months, I could study all the way through everything, but when I went to the pulpit, all I could take was my Bible. Six months after that all began, the Lord told me that the reason he did that, he said I was putting too much faith in the paper. Because mm -hmm. when you're a young preacher, listen, when I was a young preacher, I had my Bible. I didn't read my Bible. The notes, whatever scriptures I was going to use, I put them on the paper. If it was on the paper, it got saved. If it wasn't on the paper, it didn't get saved. <laughs> and the Lord said, I was putting too much faith in the paper and not enough in Him. But in those six months, I learned how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Learned how to follow the leading of the Lord. He released me and he said, now that you know that the power of what comes out of your mouth is not what you put on the paper, but what comes through me. Yes. So he released me and so now, yes, some 25 years later, sometimes I have notes and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I have notes and I might as well not have because the Lord never even let me use them. You know? <laughs> but I thank the Lord for the call. I thank the Lord for my salvation. I don't know about you, but we're living in a day and a time where it's time out for playing God. It's time out for playing church. It's time out for being an almost Christian. Either you're saved or you're not. Amen. Either you're sold out for Jesus or you're not. Either you're filled with the Holy Spirit or you're not. There is no in between about it. And God is calling the church in this day, in this hour, in this time. Amen. It's time for us, amen, to reach outside of us. Yes. I'm going to take you somewhere with this. Yes. For too long, amen, we've gotten to a place, we didn't start at this place, but I remember some of us are old enough to remember, amen, when the church, amen, used to get together outside the building. Yeah. Yeah. When the church used to get together out in the park, amen. Yeah. And we didn't get together for me, you, and just a few, but our intent was to reach them that yeah. was lost. Yeah. And so we got outside the four walls of the building so that we might take the word, the gospel of Jesus Christ to them that were lost. Yeah. And how do we do it, amen? Sometimes we would have chicken dinners or whatever yeah. like that. Yeah. The point was that the dinner, the point was to get an interaction that we might be able to share the gospel. Yeah. It might be, amen, that yeah. sometimes we used to, remember we used to actually go door to 
door and, and, and try to meet folks. Remember in this day we didn't take pamphlets, amen, and we didn't reach up to stick them in the mailbox and leave them on the porch or something. Uh-huh. I don't know what happened somewhere along the way, amen, but, but the church has got away from that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in getting away from that, amen, we forgot what the mission was. Yeah. The mission was an amen. Get saved, sanctified through the Holy Ghost, and just enjoy yourselves with your brothers and sisters in Christ. No, 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 no. That is not the mission. The mission is amen. Once you're saved huh, and filled with the Holy Spirit, then God has a gift. It's time to get out of the house and go to them that are lost. That Jesus came to seek them that were lost, amen, that they might be saved. Amen. That's the mission of the church. Yes. Jesus is coming. Yes, he is. I'm going to lay some foundation here. We're going to get to the scripture. Jesus is coming. Yes, he is. Everything around us, amen, speaks of the return of the Lord. All you got to do, amen, is if, even if you don't even turn on your television, if, if you got any, 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 any type of discernment, you understand there's something not quite right in the world anymore. Even unsafe folks are saying, amen, something's different. Something's going on. Something's wrong. Even the unsafe recognize that things have changed in such a drastic manner that they are beginning to take notice. But we that are the children of God, we should not be acting like we're surprised. We should be acting like, oh my God, what's going on here? But the world has already told us Jesus is coming. He told us that before he came, he would give us some signs so that we might be able to recognize when that time was near. I'm just going to give you a few examples here. In Matthew, he said this in 24, he said, take heed that no man deceive you, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, for a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. In Amos, he said it like this, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. When I was in a famine on the land, not a famine of uh, food or bread, nor of thirst of water, but of hearing the words of God. Yeah. Are we not living in those days? In Jeremiah 23, yes. amen, he said it like this. And this, and this is for all the preachers and teachers and evangelists amen, and elders in the house. This is for us. He says, woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds, that's the preachers, in case you're confused, those are pastors, amen, hallelujah, those are the evangelists, amen, those of us that got titles running around doing whatever we're doing, I hope we're doing something God has told us to do, but he's talking to the ones that's not doing that, because the next verse says this, you have scattered my flock and have driven them away. And you have not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for your evil deeds, declares the Lord. And we're not living in a time right. when preachers oh, are standing in their pulpits and preaching everything but Jesus. Amen. Oh, I, I don't know about you, but I don't need to go to a house of worship or supposedly a house of worship. It is some person talking about something other than Jesus. Amen. I don't need you to make me feel good. I need you to drive me to my knees. I need you to drive me to the top. I need you to be. I need you to get me in a position, in a place where I recognize I cannot say 
ain't myself. So I need you to preach the gospel. Yes. Thessalonians 4, and I like this one. 414, this is what I'm waiting on. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will always be with the Lord. I said all those other ones, amen. I'm trying to set the foundation, get you to recognize what we are in the world today. What's going on? See, every building that has the church of whatever wrote on it is not a church of the living God. Come on. Right. I always like to say it like this, say, man, case most of them don't quite get it. I said, you can go to a church and the name can be the church of the green apples. Come on. It ain't, it's not important what it's called. What is important is what's going on on the inside. Oh, they're preaching to Jesus. It's a holy ghost. Yeah. Free the rain. Yeah. Because if they are, you have accepted Jesus. Right. You're waiting on, there's a first Thessalonians 4.14 too. You're yeah. waiting to get called up too. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody here waiting to get called up? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Come on. Yeah. 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 Matthew 16, 1 through 4. The Pharisees and Sadducees came and tested him. They asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. Right. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. This is Jesus speaking now. Right. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky. Yeah, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Let me stop right there. Right. Anybody confused about the day and age we're living in? When you're living in a country, amen, when you're living in a world where the leader of that country will go on TV and tell you, amen, that it's all right, amen, if a little boy wants to be a little girl. It's all right if a little girl wants to be a little girl. It's all right, amen, man and man and woman and woman. It's all right. It's their right. You ought to know, amen, that that's an abomination and that ought to be a sign to you that something is not right. And then Jesus is on his way. In order to be assigned to you, we are practicing the demonic thing of mock. Come on, bro. In ancient times, amen, the Assyrians and the Babylonians were one of the same demons, but they had different names for them. Mock was one of them. They did what we're doing today. See, they sacrificed their babies. Sometimes they had already killed them, sometimes they were alive, and they just threw them in the fire. Well, we knew that today. But we call it abortion. abortion. That's what we got. Yeah. You know. And we tell folks, well, it's your right. You know. Come on, brother. And, and, and if anybody here has had an abortion, understand, amen. Don't, don't, don't take on. this the wrong way, but take this the right way in Christ. Right. Hallelujah. Come on. That it's no more a human being's right to declare an unborn child mm -hmm. to declare them to death. There it is for me to declare any one of you or you to me. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You don't have a right to do that. Come on. We're not the givers of life. So we don't have the authority to take life. The only time, if you read the word, the only time God gives what we call capital punishment or death sentence, you know what that is? Murder. Which is the unlawful taking of life. Now, in the laziness, my people says, you know, uh, the Bible says, thou shalt not kill. No, that's what the Bible says. I said, there's a whole lot of killing going on in the Bible. God might have an issue with killing. 
He got an issue with murder. Murder. I said, and by the way, in, 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 in ancient times in Israel, if you accidentally killed somebody, amen, what they did, amen, they, they, they would tell that person, amen, look, you're going to have to uh, leave the community for about six or seven months, maybe, uh, or longer, amen, so things calm down, because, you know, that brother's family is not going to want to see you walking around. Right. He says, we'll come by and notify you. Go, they used to call them what they call safe haven communities. Yes, yes. Amen. Safe places, I guess. <laughs> and, 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 and let, let them go there because it was an accident. The Bible says it was an accident. This person didn't intend to kill them, but it was an accident. So there's a lot of killing going on, but God don't have an uh, issue with killing. But he got an issue with murder. And so I think America has got a lot to answer for when it comes to their babies. Yes. We finished this Matthew 16. It says, you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the size of the time. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to you except the sign of Jonah. I'm not going to preach into that, but y'all know the sign of Jonah, right? Three days is a big picture. Okay? The Lord, three days, hallelujah. I'm going to get to, I'm getting to our, my preaching scripture. I'm just laying some foundation. So with all that said, the church has a mission. Uh-huh. And the mission is what? Go ye therefore unto all the world. Uh-huh. Take the gospel, preach the gospel, to every man, woman, child, every nation. To baptize them what? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It, it, it amazes me that sometimes, oh, that, that's not right. Come on. But it's in the word. No, no, the Bible says you get to preach in Jesus' name. Yeah, I agree with that one too. You Come do on. that too. Yeah, yeah. You, they can be baptized in Jesus' name too. It's all the same. Come on. But it shows you how the devil has came into the body of Christ and yes. something as clear cut as that brought division. That's right. It's time for the body of Christ to come together. Yes. Jesus is not the Apostle John, we'll get to the scripture here. Revelation 3. Two and three. He's talking about what the Lord said about he wrote the seven letters to the seven churches. Yes, they were letters of instruction, they were letters of uh, rebuke, amen, and encouragement to those local congregations. But we're going to focus on one of them. The ideal, amen, of Jesus standing at the door and knocking often is spoken and taught from the perspective of a man uh, of the individual. But when you read Revelation, it's not about an individual. It's about a church. Did you catch the irony there? Mm -hmm. Jesus is standing at the door of the church trying to get in. Yes, he is. Yes, Yes, he is. Come on. Did you hear what I said? Yes, yes, glory to God. He that is the cornerstone. He that is the foundation. He that the gospel is all about. He's trying to find a way to get into the church. Something is wrong with that. Because my Bible says that Jesus is the church. So he wasn't talking about an individual there, even though you can use it in that respect. But he was talking to the churches. And this particular church was called the Church of Logodacia. Yep. And the Bible says of that church it was lukewarm. Yes, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it says, Jesus said to that church in his letter, he says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. 
If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Revelation 3.20. Tonight I want to talk to you from the point of Jesus is knocking. Will you invite him in? Yes. Now this is scripture I'm preaching from. Yeah. Get ready. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. I think you already mentioned that. Uh -huh. God's trying to say something. Luke 19, 1 through 10. Hallelujah. When you're there, just say amen. Hallelujah. Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. I'm going to tie all this together for you, amen. I'm, I'm not just up here flapping my lips, amen. Hallelujah. Glory. If you're able, go ahead and I ask, amen. It's my custom that we do stand for the word of God. If you're able, if not, amen. And the word of God says, amen. Hallelujah. Let me read it right off the scripture since I got it open. It says, then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and was rich. Get this, he was a cheap tax collector. Mm -hmm. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. Mm -hmm. For he was going to pass that way. Yeah. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, somebody said, looked up. Looked up. Mm -hmm. And he saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I will stay at your house. I mean, we can stop right there. We can just start right there. Right there, we can just start shouting right there if we want to. What Jesus is saying in just some old plain language. Jesus said, hey, you mind if I come out and hang out with you? You mind if I come to your house? You mind if I sit down and eat with you? Just spend a little time with you. Do you have a problem with me, Jesus, coming to your home? Verse 6, so he made haste. And came down and received him joyfully. You know it. Verse 7. But when they saw him, somebody always got something to say. There you go. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be guest with the man who was oh my God. Let's not just get you caught up. Because I've been in some places where they didn't really want me coming to do because of the way I live. But the Lord said, go in anyway. That's right. And by the time it was over, we was all worshiping and praising and shouting God. Yeah. I, 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 I've been in some churches, amen, where they sound real good, but, but then they didn't want any prostitutes to come in the door. That's they didn't right. want no drunks to come in. Right. They, they, they didn't want, you, you know, some, some folks that didn't quite look, you know, yeah. they heard your smell kind of. They, they didn't want them folks coming in the door. But I'll come out and let you know, amen, them the same folk, amen, that Jesus hung out with. Yeah. And the same folks, amen. He said, okay, hey, you, you Pharisees and Shaisees, you want to come and talk and fellowship, that's all right. Hey, let me go down here to where all the cripples are at. How you guys doing? How, how you guys doing? You need some help. Let me touch you. Heal, heal, heal him. Uh -oh. You got the issue of blood. I want to touch the hem of my garment. Those are the very same ones that the Lord hangs out with. So it says, amen, in verse 8. 
we get ready to get, get to any of this, we can get to the preaching. He said, then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house. Because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Will you invite him in? Father, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, that I pray that you would be with your servant, Father. Lord God, that I speak not according to my own mind or my own will, Lord God. But Father God, that I will speak according to thy word. Yes. Let your Holy Spirit, Father, just descend upon this house, Lord God. Yes, Let it move through each and every one of us, yes. oh, Father God. Lord God, touch my lips of clay, Touch my lips of clay, Father. That when I speak, you speak. Yes. Have your way in this place, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord. Hallelujah. So the question is, before we get too far down the road, you got to know who's knocking at the door. Because most of us say, man, when people are knocking at the door, we don't just say, come in. Unless we're expecting, you know, someone, you know, but normally we don't do that, right? Normally we, we say, wait a minute. And, and you come to the door because you want to check who's coming in. Because right. right. believe it or not, we, we, let's be honest, you just can't let anybody come in your house. Especially in this day and age, you just can't do that. So we got to know who's knocking at the door. Come on. Now, my Bible tells me that Jesus, amen, is the one that knocks at the door. But there's some folks around the world, around the country, maybe even in this city, that's preaching about another kind of Jesus. Yeah, come on. And see, we that are the children of God, we got to know the difference. Amen. We got to have what the Bible calls a little discernment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You see, when you get discernment, you got to get some Holy Ghost. Amen. You got to get some Holy Spirit. Come on. Right. Oh, oh. Yes. In case you didn't know it, you can get saved without the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. And I'm real, real, real hesitant on believing you can stay saved without the Holy Spirit. Because yes. yes. the Bible says that the Holy Spirit what, teaches us and guides us into yeah. all righteousness. Right. Yes. And it not only gives us power, amen. Yeah. We yes. get overwhelmed and we bow down and we dance. It's much more to that, amen. It gives us the ability to discern what's going on. It gives us the ability, amen, to hear somebody standing in a pulpit like myself tonight, some loud, some loud mouth preacher, amen, and discern whether or not is that dude work of God or not. That's right. Hello? That's right. Yes, sir. So we got to know what kind of Jesus is at the door. Uh -oh. Amen. So let's break this down. Uh-huh. The seventh day, I'm going to start here. The Mormons talk about Jesus. Yes, they do. But their Jesus, according to them, is their only book, a Lucifer. That's not what's in my Bible. <laughs> Beyond that, they say that the Jesus that they talk about is conceived through a sexual act between God the Father and Mary. That's right. That devil is a liar. Yes. The Seventh Day Adventists, they teach Jesus, amen, is not the Lord God Almighty. That's right. Mm -hmm. They teach that Jesus is really Michael the Archangel. 
That's that what my Bible says. In Islam, amen, they talk about Jesus too. Yes, they say, this is what they say. I don't know how to say that word. I'll just use the general term Quran, but it gives the scripture text 59 there 60 where you can find it at. But in the in the Islam in the Quran, it says this. Verily, the likeness of Isha, I say, that's how they refer to Jesus. Before Allah, hear this, is the likeness of Adam. He created him from the dust that said to him, be, and he was. This is the truth from your Lord, so be not of those who doubt. Uh-huh. So what Islam is saying, amen, that Jesus was created in the image of Adam. And Adam told Jesus to be, and he was. That's right. See, that's why you got to have some discernment, and you got to know what some folks believe, so that when they're standing and talking, you understand where they're coming from. That's right. Because you don't want none of those Jesus knocking at your door. You don't want to accept none of them. You don't want to let none of those so-called saviors to come wow. into your home. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So let's look at our text now. Because my Bible tells me that the Jesus that we're going to talk about right here, that he's a savior. Yes, sir. He's a deliverer. He's a redeemer. Amen. Amen. He is victorious. He's an overcomer. He's a conqueror. Praise God. Amen. He rose from the dead. Hallelujah. He's a king of sin and death. Hallelujah. Jesus, I'm talking about. Amen. He's king of kings and Lord of lords. He's a redeemer. He's the first old prophet that Moses talked about. That's the Jesus that's coming to our homes. That's the Jesus that's coming to the door of this church and every church. He's knocking his hand. Can I come in? Right. Come on, come on, come on. So Luke 19.3 says this in our text. It says, and he sought to see, amen, talking about Zacchaeus, to see who Jesus was. Yes, sir. But not, but could not because of the crowd he was short of stature. Let's put this together for you. The responsibility of the church, amen, to pick the gospel to the unsaved. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we need the fellowship. The Bible says forsake not the similar another brother as it is with some. Yeah. When that's supposed to forsake it, it's good to right. come together with 